Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. It's Dane. I'm here with Wags. Wags. A lot of injuries, but guess what? We're 4-0, man. Yeah, and the bye week came at a perfect time. We get to the bye week with an undefeated record. Normally, you're thinking like 7-8-0, but we'll take 4-0 at the bye week. uh, No doubt about that. And uh, certainly some, some big injuries, but... Um, I think, Dane, and we're holding our breath, but I think the majority of them should be of the shorter-term variety. Um, we do have some potential long-term injuries um, that I think are going to be announced officially soon. Uh, so one I will just mention, and Coach LaFleur's presser, which uh, just got uh, wrapped up a little bit before we started recording here on Tuesday afternoon. It sounds like uh, Josiah DeGuara, rookie tight end, uh, most likely has a torn ACL and it's going to be out for the year. Um, he, he didn't come out and say that, but um, Coach LaFleur was clearly talking in the past tense and, and uh, making it uh, pretty clear uh, that uh, Josiah is going to be done for the year and, and uh, that he uh, will be someone that they still have a, a lot of hopes for uh, in the future. But that screams year-end injury right there. So, um, so that's some unfortunate news, and uh, so that will probably be officially announced, uh, I'm guessing, by the time some of you may listen to this as well. Yeah, it's a damn shame. Um, really like Deguara. I know you do, too. I uh, had a really nice week one, and uh, he had a huge block in week one, too, where he took out two defenders. I thought that he could be somebody that could move around and do an awful lot. Uh, for our offense and, and on special teams as well. Unfortunately, it sounds like we're probably not going to have him back this year. Um, Wags, it sounds like more snaps for a guy like John Lovett potentially now, uh, somebody that we came up with, um, you know, fullback slash tight end position. He might be getting a little bit more run. He, he's been getting mixed in here and there, and uh, certainly on special teams, but also on the offensive side of the ball. So uh, something to just keep an eye on. Um, but I will say, this offense, Wags, um, LaFleur was plugging in guys all over the place uh, in week four. Now, listen, we played an Atlanta Falcons team that just doesn't look very good. Uh, their defense looked particularly bad. However, um, LaFleur was, I thought, magnificent with his play calling for most of the game once again, incredibly creative. Uh, at one point, I was I was laughing to myself, three running backs playing consistent snaps. I was like, is this Vince Lombardi's offense? Like, <laughs> where is he coming from with some of these things? Um, but, Wags, I, I think that as the injuries, uh, every team's got to deal with injuries. This is a next-man-up league. Uh, that's not to belittle the injuries we've had. It's pretty remarkable, in my opinion, to be 4-0 and with some of the major guys that are out. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers is playing at an MVP level, and I don't say that lightly. Aaron Rodgers is 100% playing at an MVP level right now, and this offense, it just continues to click. Yeah, well, and that was one thing I got right about my prediction this week. I, I was definitely off on a number of other things, but – um, that that was uh, definitely a sight to see, but and we'll, we'll break this down a little bit more. Uh, I you mentioned Coach Lafleur and his creativity and, and how well the offense continued to look. 
uh, how about uh, Coach Patton and Packers defensive staff and the defensive players? Uh, wow, what a game they had. Uh, that was just fantastic. I think their best game of the year. And certainly Falcons battling some injuries on the offensive side of the ball. And Julio Jones was unable to uh, play the whole game. But he did get out there and start the game. And uh, he was on the field when the Packers defense started with uh, two straight three and outs and was able to hold the Falcons to only three points in the first half. So uh, I couldn't have been more impressed with what they were doing, considering the number of injuries um, and uh, guys that stepped up on the defense as well. Mm-hmm. This is a high-powered Falcons offense. That was where I had my main concern coming into this week. Quite honestly, I don't care uh, how healthy or unhealthy the Falcons' defense is. They've proven that they're not a very good defense this year. Um, so. Yes. Certainly the injuries doesn't help them, but I I said from the start going into this week, it was only going to be the Packers offense stopping themselves that, that kept them from putting points up on the board. Um, so for me, the biggest takeaway from this game was how impressed I was with how the defense played as a unit. And, um, and that's not just injuries. Um, Matt Ryan, he's been around this league a long time, and he, he said the coverages that the Packers were uh, putting out there threw them off of their rhythm, and they were unable to execute what they were trying to do. Um, and then the four guys up front was all they needed to, to put pressure on, on Ryan. Um, so he, he went out of, out of his way to give a lot of credit to this Packers defense. Yeah, no, I and it's what we were really looking for for this defense to do, Wags, was make Matt Ryan um, just um, look uncomfortable out there and uh, no clearer than, I believe, I can't recall if it was the third or fourth quarter, sometime in the second half there, where Ryan just got happy feet back there in the pocket, and he just threw a ball. It looked like it got tipped at the line of scrimmage, and they went back and showed the replay. Didn't get tipped at all. Ryan just looked uncomfortable, right? And and he was getting sacked. I mean, Zadarius had an absolute monster game. Zadarius Wags abused the uh, inside of that Falcons offensive line. He was just getting over that guard uh, near the the end of the first half. He was getting in Matt Ryan's face throughout the game. Uh, But you could see the the wear and tear uh, on the the pocket collapsing on Matt Ryan. I mean, you don't see NFL quarterbacks throw the ball the way he did on some of those plays. It just looked like Ryan was super uncomfortable. And Wags, when we're talking about this defense, Kelvin Ridley did not have a catch yesterday. Kelvin Ridley has had 100-plus yards in the first three weeks of the season. He is an emerging superstar in this league. And then he had to face Jair Alexander, and Alexander absolutely shut him down. Uh, Just a magnificent performance by Jair Alexander yesterday, playing great football. Um, Wags, for a uh, defense that at times gets maligned, at times a defense that, I mean, we were talking some some like deep depth at, at certain points of this game. I mean, we had Josh Jackson in at corner for a while. Vernon Scott was playing that safety position. Um, you know, Kiki continues to get a lot of samples. Will Redmond's out there quite a bit. Ty Summers, Chris Barnes, guys that, you know, we were hoping would take a second step or another leap going into this 
season. But Wags, all of those guys played major snaps yesterday, and the defense contained this Atlanta Falcons offense. Some missed tackles, sure, but overall, I thought that the scheme played out well. I thought Patton schemed well for this game. And the defense, they just looked like they were flying around out there, and I was just so darn impressed. I'm with you. This defense played really good football last night. Absolutely. And the silver lining to some of these injuries, and you hold your breath uh, when you say this, is on the defensive side of the ball, you feel like this bye week is going to do a heck of a lot of good uh, for the guys that were hurt. Uh, you, I, I, you have to think, hopefully, uh, at this point, uh, Kenny, Kenny Clark is going to you know, be ready to go after the bye. Um, he's been practicing in a limited capacity for the last couple of weeks. Uh, even coming into this game, he was potentially uh, going to be eligible to play. So given another week off and, and then uh, this week and then another week to prepare for um, the Buccaneers, um, even if he's not ready to go uh, in week six, uh, he's going to be darn close. Um, I know that um, we saw some headlines with Snack Harrison is coming in to visit the Packers. Yeah. So we'll see if anything comes from that. Uh, I, I there One of our buddies was concerned if that might have anything to do with Kenny Clark. I, I really don't think that has anything to do with Kenny Clark. Um, to me, that's just adding additional depth potentially on the defensive line. So if they're able to work something out, I'm all for that. We've got Billy Wynn. Um, we've got Montrevious Adams. Uh, they've been getting out there and getting snaps. And I think the Packers feel like they could probably upgrade that spot a little bit. Um, and nothing against those two guys, but we can stash one or both of them on the practice squad. I'm pretty safe to say at this point, if we want to, we need to keep them around. So, um, so I, I think it's exciting to see that these guys on the defensive side of the ball, I think, um, are going to be getting healthier. And now we know that, um, we've got some of those other guys you mentioned, uh, that can perform and come in and play if yes. they're called out. So um, I feel very, very confident in what we were able to get. And then how about, you know, the call-out that we had after last week um, with with um, uh, Raven Green uh, getting back out on the field in a major way yesterday. And in that hybrid role, they rolled him up to the line of scrimmage a bunch. They sent him on a couple of blitzes. He was able to get home on one and, and get a sack in this game. He was very involved, I felt, in, in the run defense. Um, and that was exactly what we wanted to see. And I, I don't think it's a coincidence, do you, uh, that this defense probably played its best game of the season uh, with Raven Green getting out there and the versatility that he gives them um, in both the run defense and then being able to be that extra defensive back as well. Yeah, I mean, Raven Green, it, it's clear this coaching staff adores him. When he's out there, he just, he's, he's dynamic, I think, in that dime role. Uh, they like to move him around quite a bit. So no doubt about that, Wags. He had a really nice game. Uh, another guy, you were talking about the defensive line. Uh, one guy that we haven't mentioned yet, Tyler Lancaster played the best football he's played in quite some time, I thought. I mean, early on in the game, uh, he was able to stuff Todd Gurley for no gain. Like, we're talking the first series. He had a, a nice impact play there. But I thought, Wags, for, for most of this game, he had the better of Alex Mack, the uh, the veteran center there for the Falcons. Uh, this is a, a Falcons team that has a pretty good um, offensive line for the, for the pass offensive line, uh, excuse me, against the pass rush. Uh, but 
I thought that Tyler Lancaster, when, when Gurley was able to have success running the ball, it wasn't inside. Lancaster really stuffed the line of scrimmage there, played really good football there. Um, so I was really impressed by him. Um, you know, with Kenny Clark out there, uh, a guy who we didn't see much of again was Dean Lowry. I think Dean Lowry um, has had some struggles, quite frankly, the last couple seasons here. And uh, he, he didn't have a poor game by any uh, stretch, but he, I thought a pretty average game once again. Um, which which is a little disappointing, but again, really happy about Tyler Lancaster coming in and and just kind of be able to set the tone with the run. This is a much maligned defensive line, especially when Kenny Clark's not in there. I think they still have a stigma from the 49er NFC Championship game. So to go out there and do that on Monday Night Football Wags, I think really turned some people's heads, and I think that a lot of people are starting to look at the Packers as just a complete football team through four weeks of the season. Yeah, and I get that Todd Gurley is not the same player he was a couple of years ago, or even the guy that came out of, of Georgia, since I knew he was hurt uh, coming into his rookie season. But he's still a good football player. I, I think we saw glimpses of that. And yeah, Packers defense in that defensive line and and that linebacker group, I think is the primary, you know, run defense. It goes without saying. And, yeah, he got two touchdowns, but they basically bottled him up. I, I mean, I, I I don't have any qualms with how he was handled uh, from a defensive standpoint. Uh, he, you, you hold any opposing running back, if they get 15-plus carriers and they've got less than 60 yards, you're doing a, a pretty solid job, in, in my opinion. Um, and the fact that they were able to essentially, you know, I, yeah, he finished off a couple of drives, but essentially hold him in check. Uh, that that enabled Zedarius to get loose and I think put some extra pressure uh, on Matt Ryan in the past game. They had some um, longer third and distance situations, um, and that was, uh, I think, a big difference in this game as well. So if we can continue to, to get that and, and look, get get healthy, and, and I'm not banking on, on, you know, working something out with Harrison, but um, if we're able to bring someone like him in as well, um, I, I, you know, I think this, the best things are ahead for this defense. I really do. Um, oh, well, so, and, and I, and I got to piggyback off that because I agree with you. I, I don't think it's some make or break if Snacks Harrison comes to Green Bay or not. He's going to Seattle, uh, today. He, he's visiting with the Seahawks. He's supposed to visit Green Bay tomorrow if he leaves town. However, um, he adds just another punch to that defensive line. And uh, we've talked a lot in the off season too, about how, you know, we didn't really make any additions to the D line. I think Kiki certainly has come on. And, but if you tell me that we are somehow able to add Harrison, a four and O Packer team that's playing a little bit better, getting a little bit more juice. And then you've got a Kenny Clark coming back snack. Harrison's gets added and you have Kiki and Lancaster playing good football um, Wags, I mean, that gets me pretty excited. Now, it's not the end of the world if he doesn't come in, but shoot, I love that Goody's out there kicking some tires, trying to get better, and trying to improve this defense. Yeah, and for what it's worth, he has the connection to Patton, um, as they were both uh, part of the Jets at the same time. So, uh, it, you know, it, I would think that certainly the Packers have a pretty good idea of what they would be getting in, in him if, if they do want to um, go go beyond the exploratory route, and, and he is an option. So um, in any event, anything else on the defensive side of the ball uh, that you wanted to call out after this game? 
Um, no, I, I think that um, overall, I, I thought relatively uneventful with Josh Jackson in there, um, considering um, the the amount of firepower that the Falcons have. I think that when Kevin King went down, that's an injury we're definitely going to need to be pay attention to. Sounds like he was a quad injury. Uh, Shandon Sullivan went down with a concussion early as well, so we were really testing our depth. I thought there at the cornerback position, we had Jair on on one side. Jackson on the other side, and then we had Kadar Holman out there playing some snaps as well. So, Wag, something definitely to keep an eye on there. Hopefully Sullivan is feeling good today. Um, we saw Will Redman went out with injury for a little bit, but he was able to get back in there. Uh, Savage was battling. There's no doubt about that. He was in a lot of pain throughout the game, but he was able to come back in and play. So, really, I think it's just that the name of the game here is battling through and weathering the storm on these injuries. We've been, uh, you know, we, we've seen it on the line. We've seen a linebacker. Uh, defensive backs, knock on wood, overall have, have been relatively healthy. Uh, but for an extended period, if we were to lose Kevin King, uh, that becomes a potentially an area of concern. But I'm hopeful with this bye week coming up, he's able to come back strong for uh, week six. Yeah, and I will say, again, we don't know the extent of, of his injury. Uh, but I think with the guys that are you mentioned in the defensive back group, again, holding my breath, I feel like most of those are still pretty short-term, and I have a lot of confidence in the depth that we have. I, you may name Josh Jackson. Kadar Holman got out there for some snaps as well, um, and I thought he held his own. I think we're, you know, Will Redman walked off the field on his own power. I think he'll be fine. It's, again, I mean, it's not ideal, if Kevin, but if Kevin King, is, even if he has to miss a week or two after the bye, um, you, you figure you can get by uh, for a couple of weeks. Uh, it, and, you know, um, if you know he's going to be coming back at some point, um, then you can manage uh, for a week or two. So, um, certainly, we hope these guys take the opportunity to, to rest up, um, get healthy over this by, <laughs> stay safe, um, and uh, uh, be ready to go uh, for the majority of them, hopefully, in week six. So offensively, we, we, we gushed about a few things. Um, Dane, I'll, I'll, I'll just mention the biggest thing for me with this is, one, how about Big Bob Tunyon? And then, oh my gosh. <laughs> You know, getting this running back group involved in the past game the way they did, wow. I mean, that was uh, – talk about just being able to plug and play, and uh, that was the difference in the game right there from the offensive side. And they just hummed right along. It's almost like mm-hmm. uh, Coach Lafleur has got this figured out where they can just plug and play and customize a game plan, and what are the defenses going to do to stop this offense at this point? I don't know. I mean, when you have Jamal Williams getting 95 yards on eight passes, um, you know, just he was he was so reliable. I thought uh, he he looks legs. He looks so fresh right now. Jamal Williams is just playing great football. I, I can't say enough uh, about him. Uh, he forced a couple missed tackles. Uh, he had 60 yards after the catch yesterday, six zero. So I love that Rodgers is clearly very comfortable in finding Jamal Williams out of the backfield. As I mentioned earlier, three running backs with uh, Tyler Uvin and Aaron Jones, in addition to Williams, all getting out there uh, for significant snaps yesterday. Uh, but Wags, I mean, the, the story to me was Robert Tunyon. 
he he had a coming out party, quite frankly, on Monday Night Football. Three touchdowns for uh, for our boy Big Bob, um, you know, and and in different fashions. I mean, the the one with the he did like a somersault roll and got back up and, and caught that touchdown. Um, he has been somewhat of a revelation, I think, for this offense because it's not like this was the the first time this year that Rodgers was looking his way. Earlier this season, I mean, he's already had two touchdowns, you know, a, a touchdown going into it, a couple touchdowns going into this thing, um, becoming a reliable target for Rodgers. I mean, he had 50 yards the week before, so somebody that he's looking to, he's played more than 60% of the snaps at the tight end position. Uh, he is clearly head and shoulders above the rest, the tight end one for this team, and uh, Wags, he's a chain mover. We were talking about it. We were wondering who's going to be the chain mover with uh, with Alan Lazard out. Look no further than Bob Tunyon, who, who was just out there making plays, and the Falcons just did not have an answer for him on Monday night. Yeah, and I think you hit on a couple of things that's most impressive about his performance. Uh, but this wasn't just the tight end that, you know, play action, got a couple touchdowns on one-yard catches at the goal line. <laughs> he was being utilized in a major way all over the field. Uh, so that's that's not just a, a random flash in a plan. And I think you're absolutely right. Seeing his involvement, especially the last couple of weeks heading into this game, you can see that there's a, a, definitely a more consistent effort to get him involved in, in a growing rapport and relationship between he and Rogers uh, that he's not necessarily being targeted as the primary option uh, on all these past plays. So that's, that's uh, exciting. And the, the crazy thing to me, and Dana, I'll, I'll admit that um, I didn't see this coming from Tanya. And I, I, before the season thought he was a potential cut candidate. I'll, I'll admit it, but, even in week one and early in week two, he had a couple of drops. Um, so you, it was fair to question whether he was going to be able to come through and be a consistent uh, threat or a part of this Packers offense. So it's not like this has been building over a two-year stretch. This literally um, has been in just the last three weeks where, yeah, he got the majority of the snaps in week one and earned that starting role. Um, so I, I will acknowledge that, uh, had a really good camp and he came in ready and, uh, and was ready to go and he earned this opportunity. But, um, it's, it's been a, a fascinating development, uh, the way that he has just seized this opportunity. Um, and I think we have to feel a heck of a lot better about this tight end group. I saw, yeah. I believe, um, Rob Demosky may have tweeted out last night that Tunyon has as many touchdowns in five in the last three weeks as Jimmy Graham did in his entire tenure with the Packers. Yeah. Um, so how about that? Uh, that that speaks volumes, I, I guess, both the positive and the negative side of that. Um, but uh, yeah, you've got to give him a lot of credit. And and man, this is not just again, this is not to me a one week thing um he's certainly not going to get three tight touchdowns every week um or even a touchdown every week but uh, clearly uh he's uh fast developed some trust uh, for both, both the coaching staff and the quarterback yeah he sure has and that's a that's an incredible stat right five touchdowns like the, the production that tunyon has been able to provide compared to what jimmy graham 
uh, provided in the previous seasons. I mean, it's just it's a huge addition to, to have Tunyon out there. And uh, Wags, I mean, I just looked to it, I, and I was watching this offense last night, and I was going, I mean, can you imagine when Devontae Adams comes back? Can you <laughs> imagine if we're able to get Devontae and Lazard back with what Tunyon's doing and these running backs? I mean, it's 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 really incredible. Lafleur and 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 Goody. I mean, I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. I the national media really dragged these guys before the season. They didn't like the draft. They said the Packers got worse offensively. They're not as good as they were when they went to the NFC Championship game. They weren't any good last year. All this noise, and all we've seen is that Goody and Lafleur are clearly working together. They're at the hip on this, and they're providing Lafleur with exactly the kinds of weapons that he needs to have his offense hum the way it needs to. And and by the way, you also have the greatest quarterback of all time, I don't care what anybody says, in Aaron Rodgers, who at age 36, legs, he's playing the best, he's playing some of the best football of his life right now, and, and more so than that. And, and I'm curious your thoughts on this. He looks like he's having so much fun right now. And maybe for the first time in his career, he's really embracing kind of that older veteran role. I'm watching him with these young guys, and I'm watching him last night with Tunyon, you know, doing the, the, the counting, the one, two, three touchdowns to Tunyon. I watched him with Shepard. Shepard had that, uh, Darius Shepard, a guy you and I both adore, had that nice catch. And, you know, he comes back to the huddle and Rogers like grabs his helmet and he's excited for him. It's, it's, it's really exciting and fun to watch Rogers grow into this older veteran presence who these guys all clearly are playing hard for. And they're just having a ton of fun playing football right now. Yeah, Dane, you can't see me right now, but I'm smiling from ear to ear um, <laughs> as, you're, as you're describing this. I mean, it is. And how much fun is it as fans to just watch these guys have a blast out there on the field? Uh, there will be adversity at some point this season. There's no doubt about that. But you've, you've got to figure that the equity that is being built up between the players, the coaching staff, and just seeing the results out there on the field um, and just knowing the leadership that we have on this team on both sides of the ball, I, I have no doubt that they will respond uh, and bounce back when they do have that adversity. No doubt about it at all. So, um, yeah, it's, 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 it is uh, absolutely uh, so much fun. And you talk about Devontae coming back. It's crazy to me that they're 5-0 and without him the last two seasons. Uh, one thing to just – you know, uh, we want him back, and hopefully he's ready to go and gets cleared for week six. Uh, so uh, don't get me wrong. One thing that happened a little bit last year is, uh, you know, Devontae comes back, and that was the game in, in L.A. against the Chargers, and that was a struggle for the Packers' offense. And you figure he comes back and they're going to get a boost, and instead it was the opposite. Um, so it's it's one of those things that, It'll be game by game. I do think that Rodgers has more trust in what this offense is doing this year uh, than he did last year. I don't know if trust is the right word. Maybe just more continuity or alignment is the better way to say it. Um, and I don't think he will feel like he needs to rely on Devontae right away when he comes back. Uh, last year, the offense looked pretty darn good when they got 
Jamal Williams and, and Aaron Jones heavily involved in the pass game. Devontae came back, and I thought Aaron may have pressed a little bit, trying to get him involved right away uh, in the downfield pass game, and that could have thrown some of the timing and rhythm off a little bit. Uh, but uh, it seems Aaron is just so comfortable taking what the defense is giving him, and uh, boy, oh boy, if they're scheming guys as open as they have been, I don't think he's going to necessarily um, have – that same, you know, uh, response uh, this time around. I really feel like Devontae can just step back in and, and pick up right from where he left off. Yeah, and, and talking about that a little bit more uh, with, with Rodgers, I thought that the, what's so noticeable for me from last year to this year, and I think that something that's been a knock uh, from a lot of kind of outsiders from previous seasons has been that Rodgers – doesn't trust young receivers or you've got to earn his trust or, you know, or he won't look your way at a certain point and, you know, maybe he'll hold on to the ball longer as a result, et cetera, et cetera. Wags, this year, I mean, we've seen MVS have some pretty bad drops and Rodgers came right back at him. This year we've seen Tunyon, as you mentioned, have a couple drops and Rodgers has come right back at him. Um, Shepard out there who had some struggles last season uh, in regular season games, Rodgers going right at him. And I think that that's a huge difference. I mean, Rodgers is coming right back to those guys, and he's trying to help those guys, trying to make sure, you know, basically earn those trust. I mean, even somebody like a Jay Sternberger, who wasn't very involved in the offense last night, uh, but the weekend prior had a couple major catches, uh, not not necessarily huge contested catches, but Rodgers felt comfortable enough to go his way. And that's something that Rodgers just seems so loose right now with how he's playing. A lot's been talked about his, um, and he's talked a lot about his mental health and how he's just enjoying and savoring the time he has left in Green Bay. Um, but I think it's really showing on the field, too. That's not just lip service. It's just clear that Rodgers is kind of playing at a different level right now, and things are just starting to fall into place a way that, honestly, before the season started, I couldn't have imagined it be going much better for how Aaron Rodgers is performing. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you mentioned uh, Darius Shepard. So uh, not necessarily talking about impact player, uh, but I just want to give a kudos and congrats to both Darius and Malik Taylor um, on yeah. their career receptions. So good job, guys. And, and Darius Shepard, I named as potential extractor before the game. I, I, I don't think I uh, uh, was right on that one. However, he did come up with a big third down catch, uh, which was something that, you know, I, I said we could look out for. And that was early in the game. Uh, so and, and then almost if he could have just reached over and rolled over into the end zone, could have had uh, a touchdown as well. So um, so I thought it was a, a productive uh, first uh, uh, renewed opportunity for Darius Shepard. And I'm happy for for both him and Mike Taylor that they were able to. Uh, contribute to the team and, and get in the uh, uh, stat column with a couple of receptions. So uh, yeah, good, good no about it. Yeah, Wags, I got my uh, my X factor offensively. Uh, I just I, I had the position group wrong player. Uh, <laughs> I had Jay Sternberger. Uh, I guess it should have been Tunyon. <laughs> Although uh, Tunyon might be elevating outside of the X factor soon. I mean, he's becoming. Uh, just quite the weapon. So, uh, you know, again, just it's so fun to watch these guys. And, and you know, as longtime fans, and I know all the listeners out here are serious Packer fans too, it's so fun to watch some of these guys. This Packer team, uh, the front office and coaching staff, has some patience 
Uh, they don't jettison guys right away. They, they keep them within the organization. Uh, Shepard's a great example of that, going back to the practice squad, now getting his opportunity now. Uh, it's just fun to watch these young guys grow in year two, three, and four, and now become major contributors to this offense and this defense. Absolutely. So, yeah, I was off on both my X factors. And, uh, you know, again, Preston Smith had a solid game. Darius Shepard certainly contributed what you might expect him to do uh, in his first uh, NFL action since uh, a couple of games last year. Uh, so n- nothing wrong with their performance at all. Um, I was right. Uh, I'm just going to toot my own horn here a little bit, Dave. Me too. Mar- margin of victory. Uh, Aaron Rodgers just dominating performance. I know that's not exactly go- going out of nowhere, but you know what? He was missing his top two wide receivers and he, he, he came through with four touchdowns. Um, so I feel like I'm going to take a little bit of credit for that one. And then game flow. Um, they just dominated the Falcons. This game was never in doubt to me. Um, and I mean, they're, they're a, you know, a goal line stand uh, away. If they can, you know, get that punched in um, from, Basically, you know, pulling away and having almost a four score, a four score lead at halftime is what they would have been. So, um, you know, they, they won handily as it was, but uh, it could have been even worse if they would have been able to punch that in as well. So, yeah. uh, Dane, any other, you know, thoughts uh, on this game? I know, you know, we're going to have some extra time here, uh, since we've got the bye. We, we talked about that ad nauseum here, but any other thoughts, um, about this game or, where the team's at overall at this point? I I don't. I really, I just think it's, they're tight. Um, they clearly like playing for each other. They're building off of what they started last year. Great teams do that. Um, they're not great yet, but they're getting there. Uh, they're improving. I mean, this is the, the first time I saw since 1919, since the creation of the Green Bay Packers, where in the first four games they had 30-plus points. Uh, in, in four straight games like this. So um, really good offensive football. Um, a little bit of a, a scare there when Rodgers rolled out there in the second half and, and stumbled and was, was pulling at his foot a little bit. Uh, but he said uh, today that it was a little bit more embarrassing than pain <laughs> and that he's doing just fine, which, uh, you know, breathe a, a huge sigh of relief there. But um, I think overall, just try to keep Aaron Rodgers' jersey clean. He's finding the guys far more comfortable in year two, and I think the defense continues to improve. They're getting there, and it's just incredible. If you can be 4-0 um, with a lot of your starters out, uh, you know, let's see who can get better for week six, and then, you know, the rest of the season continues. It's, it's unpredictable, but we have the makings of something special here in Green Bay in 2020. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't think I could have said it better myself. So um, logistical items, I don't think we're going to be doing another pod this week. Um, however, stay tuned. Uh, we may, we've been kind of off our Instagram live game uh, the last couple of weeks, so we do apologize for that. But late games, uh, just so sometimes uh, we had some connectivity issues a couple of weeks ago. Sometimes that's just going to throw it off a little bit. Um, so we want the pod route on the recap instead. Uh, but uh, stay tuned because I think um, Dane and I, we haven't talked about this yet, but we should be able to work something out and uh, uh, do a bye week or maybe uh, next weekend at some point on Sunday night or, or early the following week do uh, Insta Live and uh, just check in with you guys and uh, do some perhaps some bye week Q&A uh, or whatever we want to do, uh, whatever you guys want to talk about. So, um, so that's uh, kind of what we have uh, upcoming on the docket. 
but other than that, I say enjoy uh, the bye week. We are four and zero at the bye week, um, and it, it can't get better than that. So um, I am I am just a happy camper, and and I, I know that you are too, Dan. So um, I think that just about does it for us for today. So say it with us: Go Pack, go! Go Pack, go!